Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? See, this is why we need to do a video podcast because the people at home can't see that while we're speaking, our mouths are just flapping at a constant speed as long as there's sound coming out. Exactly. No, I think um, I, I think that it like literally everyone in the Star Fox. I almost said Starcraft. I was like Starcraft, Star Trek, Star Search. No, none of this is right. The Star Foxiverse um, <laughs> um, are just in the constant state of having seizures, you know. <laughs> and yet they speak almost fluently. Yeah, for you know, for yeah, but no, that's uh. I, I don't know why that was the animation choice, but that's visuals, and that is yet to come. Um, so we played uh, not the OG Star Fox, which is actually the yep. one I have slightly more exposure to. Uh, we played Star Fox 64, Woo! Um, which came out later than I thought, actually. It came out in the middle of 1997. came out in 2017. <laughs> Weird. These <laughs> graphics are so not 2017. 2016 mm-hmm. at best. No, this... <laughs> Um, I I was like, I don't know, man, the late nineties, like for us, given our age, like I'm really clear on things that came out in the early nineties and I'm really clear on things that came out in like the later noughties, you know, the like 2005 plus that's what they're called. I know. I know. No, no. (laughs) Damn it. I was so hoping that would slip by, but the look (laughs) on your face said, absolutely not. No, no, this far, no further. Like, (laughs) Like I, I wasn't even looking like the audience. Could see, I wasn't even looking directly at the screen. I was looking at something off screen. Like I heard that and just slow pan. Like did you just did you just say like oh the nineties or the noughties? And it's like yeah. Oh, they, I mean the years weren't. I mean they were they were they were pretty sexy, but they weren't that sexy. I don't know. Just not ease. Oh no, I got there. I'm just not going to leave alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. All right. Well, at this point, uh, there's no salvaging it, so I'm going to just soldier on. Um, but that middle, like, 95 to 2005, like, I frequently screw up. Like, I've I've even just done this recently where somebody was like, oh, that movie came out in whatever. And I'm like, no, surely it's older than that. And then I looked it up, and it was, like, a decade more recent than I thought it was. Because, it, I don't know, it's like, I don't know if it was a weird time in my life. Like, everybody's, you know, that part of their life is hard to remember or what. But 97. And... Uh, I'll tell you my experience for this because it's pretty limited. I played it a couple of times at Brian's house, I think. I <laughs> I know I played the Super Nintendo one over there a bunch, and I'm pretty sure I also poked around at the 64 one, but like to the point where it, it this was a mostly new experience for me. Um, for me, my nostalgia goggles experience is this was another game that I just poured hours into, man. And like, and so, and we'll get into, so one th- this game has a feature, which we'll discuss in detail later, which it has like a kind of a user-defined difficulty to it, where like if, if you play the game a certain way, it determines which stage you go to. So you, you don't have like a true stage select. And, but I played this game so much that I couldn't remember um, which things you needed to do to get to the stage and which was like the insane, like personal stuff I levied <laughs> on myself to do what I considered to be like a perfect playthrough. Cause I was like, Oh man, you have to blow up all of this stuff. 
do you? Or was this just like something that like I felt that I had failed if I didn't do it right? This is also a thing where I was just kind of like, I was like, oh man, I would like, I want to be like a drone pilot. Like I thought that that was like what I wanted to do. Cause I was like, oh man, I just love this game so much. And, uh, <laughs> then I stopped playing my N64 and forgot about it forever because I did not this it. Th- th- okay. So first of all, I would like to lodge a formal complaint with whoever created the human mind because it just is not, <laughs> not, not up to par. Right. Because like, there are, ga- there are games that we have played where I will sit down and be like, oh, I don't really remember this game. And then, like, like as you're doing it, like, you see, like, all of the trigonometry, like, passing in front of your face, you know? <laughs> and you're just kind of like, I remember everything about this game. You know, I remember the sound, the music, this, that. And this is one where I was like, oh, yeah, no, I've got this. I sat down to play it, and I'm like, I have no idea where anything is or how anything's done. I'm like, come Come on, brain. You've been in there the whole time. You can't do a little bit better than this. Well, I don't want to spoil anything on how I felt like the game held up, but it did feel overall, um, I I guess, forgettable is probably the right word. Like nothing about it seemed to have the 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 gravity the 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 gravitas, the meat of something with a lot of longevity to it. And, And I don't. Like that's not really a critique of it as an individual product, as more like its ability to spawn a franchise. Like to me, Star Fox is a character you play in Smash Brothers. Like <laughs> that is his legacy. Like this weird pilot thing we're about to talk about. Like that is not his legacy. It's him being a pretty solid choice in Super Smash Brothers. And and actually, this is, you know, apropos of nothing. So since I don't have a good place to slot it in, um, <laughs> I'm going to slot it in here because you mentioned legacy. Um, so did, oh, do, do yes. you know the whole deal with... I do, I do. But tell me because it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, Star Fox has, you know, like like these like cool, like little like metal armor legs or so you'd think. Um, he doesn't have metal armor legs. He has mechanical legs. The reason why they have mechanical legs is because they removed the pilot's legs so that way they can handle higher Gs because there's less leg for the blood to go into. Yeah, which is an insane, uh, like, kowtowing to real physics in a world <laughs> with a talking fox as the main character. Like, someone, mm-hmm. uh, someone sat down at Nintendo and was like, you know, these ships, like, they're flying so fast, and they're banking so hard. Like, I mean, this talking fox monster would surely pass out. And everyone was like, <laughs> what if he had sci-fi robot legs so that there was less body mass for the blood to get forced into on those hard turns? My God, you know, somebody, like, ran over to a whiteboard and was, like, crunching the numbers, <laughs> and they were like, that would work. That would totally explain why they don't pass out. No one in the room said, like, they're talking animals. They're, they're, they're talking animals in that space. mouths move that mouths move independently of the words that they're forming. Like so that was yeah. But no, I thought that that was a very uh, you know, like you said, like interesting attention to detail kind of thing. It's like, oh man, if this is if this is happening, <laughs> we, we we have to replace our legs with mechanical ones. Otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> So I I will say, and and then we we can start topics proper, um, but uh, this is actually a note I threw into just my, like, end end episode section where it's, like, random crap if we get around to it. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Wolf, like, one of the main antagonists, um, Mm -hmm. 
he makes some very clear, very strongly worded threats to you about how you will soon be seeing your father again. And Mm -hmm. other characters definitely talk about like what it was like when your father was alive. So for an antagonist in a Nintendo game that is like ostensibly marketed to, you know, youngish children to be like, you know, you'll be seeing your father soon. It's like, (laughs) is he, did he just threaten to kill me? I think, I think he just threatened to kill me. And something about like, I know lots of games have violence and like you, you kill the bad guys, but something about, uh, this character has a family, right? Like Star Fox has a family and his father is dead and I think was killed in action. And then while you are on a mission for an opposing, like the enemy fighter to be like, you know, I'll do you just like I did your father. It's like, that's, there's a lot more emotional weight to that than like stomping a Goomba. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is a little, a little heavier, yeah. you know, the, but, um, this, this game, the, yeah. there's just, there's more like, cause the, the aesthetic, Hey, this could be our transition individual. <laughs> the, the aesthetic is like very colorful and cartoony and not in a bad way, but the, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the themes and like story beats are, fairly mature like fairly sophisticated which the more i played the game i was like these things clash a little bit to me like (laughs) this is a little bit more bright and colorful than i feel like it should be for this like heavy like kind of the fate of the universe is on your shoulders not in like a we saved the day kind of way but like in a if you don't millions will die kind of way right and then of course there's also all the subtle racism but um subtle racism (laughs) <laughs> fair fair um but yeah so uh so so top of the hour visuals um it's colorful yeah, it's no. pretty ish yeah it, <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's it's colorful it's pretty um okay so uh this i'm just gonna go right into a, a nitpicky thing because um why not <laughs> uh, uh so the way they handled the cockpits took me years to figure out what was actually happening there <laughs> because and i don't i don't think that I like okay so basically what they do is they've got the head in the cockpit that like can you know move around and whatnot like that's actually rendered as a 3D poly and then they billboard the their hands and stuff yeah so and I didn't get that like at all as a kid <laughs> I literally thought that they were like immersed in mechanical stuff like up to like that they were like locked <laughs> into the ship you know like and that made sense to me because if you're if you're worried about your pilots experiencing G's to the point where you're cutting off their freaking legs, then maybe don't have a steering column that is arm's length away from you. Like, isn't that also good? I mean, that's the whole point of like, because if you look at the animation, the, the, the way it's actually drawn on, like their arms are out like they're holding a steering wheel, yeah. you know, and it's. The whole reason why in jet fighters you have the the joystick down by your crotch is because when you flight stick <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> no, so the whole reason you've got the joystick down by where your crotch is is um no, but the reason the reason why is because like when you when you pull up, right, or or do anything, right, it pushes your arms down so you can still control the plane without like basically, you know, like holding out a hundred pound dumbbell that is now your fist you know shoulder width in front of you and so i was like so 
So we're chopping off people's legs, but we 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 don't we don't bring the steering column closer to them. Like that that's just sloppy. That's sloppy. Yeah. No, these the the visuals like there there are little details that are weird and off. Um in in the very end of the game, because I, I did it took me quite a while, but I did actually make it all the way to the end, which I was kind of proud of myself for. Um but the wait, uh, wait on on but but through the green path, right? Oh, oh yeah. The green oh, yeah. path. Yeah. yeah. The red path, buddy. <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> no, that that's fair. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's okay the way you choose to spend your life. It's it's your life. <laughs> it is. It is. I chose. I chose to spend it getting good. Getting good. Good. <laughs> um, there's no way to say that right. Uh, nope. <laughs> but so, like at the end, or at least in the ending, I saw. I don't know if there's there's multiple endings for the multiple paths, but uh, when you go to your like. Um, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker medal ceremony. Uh, mm-hmm. You are a 3D rendered model, right? And and mm-hmm. the the rest of the Foxians, Team Fox, Team Fox, Team Fox. Well, okay, yeah. No, that's the thing because he's Star Fox McCloud. Yeah, and his dad has like a super. It's like John McCloud. It's I think it's James. It's James, James. McCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the thing. Is I was like, okay, so so first of all, if the, the the names are like Peppy, Skippy, you know, like like all right, all right, and then what what jerk James was to name his child Star Fox? Like that's that's weird, man. He must have gotten picked on in school. Yeah, totally. And and the ship they fly around in, like the the main one that gets you like planet to planet, is I think it's literally the big fox. And it's like. <laughs> Really? Which looks like a fox in no way. I mean, like... No, nah, I mean, it's a stylized, but not really. I, w- I would say it looks more like a brontosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> in your, your Luke Skywalker ceremony at the end of Star Wars there, uh, you and your Team Fox, you're all um, like 3D models. And the soldiers, like the, you know, there's rows of soldiers on both sides of the walkway, like exactly like the end of Star Wars and a lot of other movies, uh, military movies. Um, They are JPEGs. They are flat. So you are walking through a completely flat environment. Like it looks horrible. It looks (laughs) so, so horrible. It just. It looks, uh, looks end of Chrono Trigger horrible. Like a whole bunch of dancing people like slowing down the frame rate to a crawl horrible those are beautiful graphics they're just not moving (laughs) (laughs) these are horrible graphics that are also not moving because it's a static jpeg but it's oh god dude like and and the whole ending sequence because so here's what i want to say about the graphics if all you saw like if you walked into the room and you saw someone who just beat star fox 64 you'd be like this game has some of the worst graphics I've ever seen in my life. And then if you walked out and walked back in and they were just playing the first level, you'd be like, now this game looks okay because the main game graphics, like when you are just flying around, they, they, they went with very simple textures, a lot of, you know, solid colors. Cause things are like made out of metal and like the robots and that you're fighting are like made out of metal and stuff. So like, and the aliens are like lots of solid greens and reds and things. So like, there's a lot of solid colors that still look good because there are things that it makes sense would be solid colors, you know, sand mm-hmm. stretching on forever, big stone walls that are just like a shade of red. But then at the end, there's just these JPEGs, just like JPEGs. <laughs> and like, Oh my God, like 
it literally looks like the art direction was done by two different people because someone obviously realized, oh, we should make the ships kind of look like this because those will render really well with the amount of 3D processing we have. And then at the end of the game, somebody else, I assume, was just like, nah, JPEGs. JPEGs are the way forward for 3D games. And no one like corrected that thought. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like they probably were like, Man, nobody's gonna watch this. Like once they beat the game, they're just gonna hit start and play again. Um, so uh, uh, and this is okay. So this is also briefly tangential, but it is something that I just wanted to touch on real fast as we are playing more and more N sixty four games. Is um, they they really in my in my own personal opinion. Well, and, and you know, what? I take that back. So so I was gonna say they got lazy with the naming conventions for these games because it's like, oh man. We're going to make Star Fox for the N64. What are we going to call it? Let's call it Star Fox 64. Okay. Oh, this is a thing that Nintendo does. Does. Because there was was the game, Super the Game, the Game 64. 64. And then, remember, there was also the Game Boy games that were the Game Boy game and then the Game Boy game advanced. Right. And then the yeah, Game so Boy game 3DS. And now like there's literally new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Like that is a thing that Nintendo let go through their marketing department and probably made them a billion D dollars. True. Um, <laughs> probably because like in, in Japanese, it's just like one syllable. <laughs> it's like a, all of that. It's like a single stroke. It's like it's like woo. What does that mean? Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Wii U to <Deluxe. laughs> Um, But uh, yeah, and so okay, and and we we, we kind of touched on it on it briefly before, but we I, I think we need to to kind of just at least mention it in this section in case somebody like goes to like the bookmarks or like I want to just listen to about the visuals like that we cover it in the right section is um the the talking animation is banana pants stupid. It's so bad. And it's, it's, it's bad in a way that I refuse to believe is a technical limitation. Someone did that as a design choice. Yeah. And I, I and the thing is that I don't remember, because I never played Star Fox, the Star Fox. Um, so I don't know if this is like in service to the brand, you know, where it's like, <laughs> well, they did this in Su- Super Nintendo Star Fox. So they, they got to do it in N64 Star Fox. But yeah, no, I could not. I, I and, and as a kid, it didn't really... I didn't really notice it or it didn't bother me, you know, but, uh, man, as an adult, I was like, why, why was this the call? You know, like they could have just, just slowed it. Even if they just slowed it down by about 50%, like it doesn't, we don't need the head bobbing to sync perfectly with, with the speech. We just need it to not be clearly a thousand times faster, you know? Well, and I mean, a thousand times is like barely hyperbole, right? Because no. It, it uh, here's a good uh, reference point. So a, a lot of our listeners probably can share this. This uh, in Dragon Ball, the dragon's mouth just opens and closes and opens and closes in kind of a slow like, and whatever he's saying, his mouth moves at that exact same pace. And mm-hmm. for the people who had to uh, localize that into other languages, that must have been a godsend to just be like, oh, yeah. oh well, just speak 
just have the voice actor speak his lines of dialogue and it'll be fine because his mouth is just slowly opening and closing. It didn't match the Japanese either, right? Yeah, no, there, there was one guy on the localization team named Dan who had actually seen the thing beforehand. <laughs> they, were, they were splitting up tasks. They were like, okay, like somebody needs to localize Vegeta. We need Krillin. We need this. Uh, we need the Eternal Dragon. Dan's like, I'll just, you know what? I'll just take the Eternal Dragon. Nobody really needs to look at it. I got that one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, this feels like a good first project for me. <laughs> um, but but this uh the Star Fox 64 talking animation is is I mean the flapping is constant and it's yes. it's to the point where you can actually almost like your eye sees like the light trail because it's it's jittering so fast. So not only are the graphics cuz you know they're they're blocky early polygon graphics like you would expect from the 64 which works awesome in gameplay because the ships are spaceships and they're super angular. Right. And like you, you don't feel like they skimped out on the polygons because that's, that's how the ship is supposed to look. And then there's like big towers, which are just big, like rectangles or like kind of cylinder things. And like, you don't really feel like they skipped out on the polygons because it's like, well, it's just, it's a tower. Like it's a monolith from 2001. It's just, it's supposed to look like that. It's a domino. Mm -hmm. Right. But then, (laughs) You see the characters themselves and you're like, eh, okay, yeah, the, now I can see like they have kind of bug eyes and like they have overly pointy features because that's the limitation of the time. But it doesn't really that 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 crap does not really hit the fan until they open their mouths to speak and then you're just like, "Oh my lord." Yeah, no. Um and I assume that you know, m- many of our listeners listen, you know, like like when they're like doing chores around the house or or what have you. But I'm sure that there's some that listen on like a drive in the work. So um, it's for those in particular that I think that this exercise would be particularly helpful, which is shake your head back and forth as fast <laughs> as you can. You're not even close. Like that's, that's, that's how fast they're, they're like, like jittering back and forth. Like I cannot shake my head like fast enough trying as hard as I can. So please do that. Um, but also that just to give you like a frame of reference in case you don't remember the visual is it is. And, and like I said, it is to the point where it, it, it pulls you out of the game a little bit like oh yeah no it's jarring yeah when when peppy's like do a barrel roll oh my god no actually i've got that in audio but like (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there yeah we'll get there Um, we'll get there i do need to uh, mention something that i i think i may have talked about uh when we played super mario 64 and i know i forgot to mention when we played smash so i'm glad uh, we have another 64 game for me to mention this because now i have three data points and that's a trend um Text rendering on the Nintendo 64 is garbage. It is utter, utter garbage. Every single piece of text looks like crap. It looks like it has been written by hand and then like taped onto the screen because they forgot to put words in the game. It all, and I I have no idea why this bothers me so much. I really don't because... I know a lot of people who are designers and when they talk about like, oh, well, this iPhone has, you know, a DPI of whatever, but the, the other one only had a DPI of whatever. Can, can you imagine trying to read a long form article at that DPI? <laughs> the text rendering would be absurd. Like those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you know, toss, toss their flannel shirts charmingly over their shoulders. I assume they all mm-hmm. live in Oregon. Um, that kind of thing. I, I don't. Like, I understand the technology of it, but I don't understand how they can care that much. 
this must be how they see the world all the time (laughs) (laughs) because every N64 game I sit down to, as soon as they put a word on the screen, I'm just like, please don't show me 2d text. Please render it in 3d. And then they put up 3d text and I'm like, Oh God, please go back to the 2d text. Oh, Oh no. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. I I did not. So grainy and ugly and the there's usually like a gradient that makes it look totally out of place with the surrounding artwork i just hate it <laughs> yeah um the 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 i had i have two other notes for for visuals one is i thought that they did do a good job making you feel like like little little things that they did to make you feel like the the world is kind of like like alive to a degree and one of the things is that when you shoot your lasers at into like the ground like it will scar the the ground yeah you know? isn't there like a little on like a little like kind of like little, little yeah like it, it kicks up a little dust and then like but like there's definitely like you know like like the the red like scorched mm-hmm. you know like little laser things and like stuff like that is definitely the little attention to details that make you feel like it's not a shooting gallery that it is actually a world that you're in with no you know legs. Yeah, when with, with no legs. Um, when you got legs, they 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 replaced them. You know, yes. I mean, I, I I did this. This is definitely tangential, but um, I I did a D and D adventure one time where uh, like there was like a, a a torture scene, and um and basically the idea was that they they uh, remove the character's arm and then cast regeneration mm. to regenerate it back and then remove the arm again. And the 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 player got really upset about that and she was like, you took my arms and legs. I'm like, I gave them back. I gave you new ones. You know? And, yeah. And apparently that's not enough. So some people just, you know, they, they really they they just it's just never enough. Some, you know? some people but, hold grudges and that's not healthy. It's not healthy to no, carry that carry that emotional uh you know tension around with you just because exactly. of like an arm or a couple legs. Come on, get over yourself. Yeah, come on. I mean, I mean it's just it's just water under the bridge. I mean, you know, you just just cuz I, I believe if what, I, what what I said was um I gave you the ability to hold your arms and clap your hands at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um That's anyways, up. uh so so there's that. So I did like that. Um uh both the arms thing and the the lasers thing. Um, the other, the um, one other note I have for for visuals is um, is Gundams because I really love in, uh, in in Japanese copyright law that like there kind of is none. So you know, like yeah, Asia seems pretty liberal about some of that stuff. They are, and and to be fair, there is something to be said about you know saying like, listen, you can't just squat on ip forever and like hoard it you know like let somebody else like take a crack at it but yeah like in the um in the hard the second level on hard mode um it's just it's just gundams all over the place and i was just kind of like i i am enjoying this i'm enjoying just shooting me some gundams man this is this is this is pleasant well the the i mean the bosses uh the enemy ships um the little turrets and things like they all feel pretty pretty good like they mm-hmm. like i said a lot of things made out of metal a lot of the aliens are like greens and reds and look very like unnatural and, and otherworldly like you would expect right but they didn't they didn't try because the you know fox and falco and peppy and slippy um they all have earthbound uh you know counterparts that you would say like oh he's a fox you know she's a she right slippy I always thought Slippy was a guy. 
So I was saying he, and then somebody in the room while I was playing went, isn't that a woman? And I was like, you know, their voice is really high, but I, I thought, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it might I think actually be supposed to be a kid. That's weird. Like the, he's like really young. Okay. Like, is it like, yeah. he's like the, like, cause in the same way that Peppy's like the grizzled old veteran, you oh, know, like yeah, you got the, and Falco's the, like the, the newbie. Yeah, like so. So my understanding is that you know Fox is like the the stalwart leader. Peppy's like the old veteran who served with your father, and he knows how to do barrel rolls. And uh, you got you got Falco, who's like the you know like like hot shot. You know, like I know what's going on. You know, you you're you're only in command. The, the Raphael, yeah. right? You know, and um and then you got Slippy, who is like the the grease monkey, who you know like um. But but it actually kind of kind of similar to the fact that in like um, Firefly that what's her name is like younger, you know. Oh right, like really talented. So like kind of their position is advanced beyond their years because of their ability. Correct. Yeah, so that was always the feel I got. I I don't have any like canon or data to support that. You know, like well, I was way too busy <laughs> looking up leg facts. <laughs> and I mean, and and the audio which we will get to soon. Um, it's soon. it's a. Uh, it's not clear enough where I could definitively say that is a, it's, it's a woman trying to be a woman. It's a woman trying to be a young boy, or it is actually a, a higher pitched man doing that voice acting. Like I, I mean, I could look this up anyway. Um, (laughs) uh, one other thing I want to say about the graphics, because I know we'll talk about this in the mechanics, but I, I feel like, um, in in 2D games, we felt very strongly about the hitbox, and in 3D games, I've come to realize I feel just as strongly about the camera, and uh, the camera in this game is hot garbage. It is not anywhere near as bad as Super Mario 64's camera, and I will never stop wi- being willing to die on that hill. Um, <laughs> but, but the camera in this is bad because it... Dri- Technically, it's drifting the ship back in front of the camera, but it feels like the camera's floating, you know, back behind mm-hmm. the ship. Um, you often cannot see what is literally right in front of you unless you switch to the cockpit view, and the cockpit view sucks. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, kind of like Super Mario 64, and like all, I'm sure a lot of games from this era, but like they were like, oh, well, we'll do like third person so you could like see the ship and and you can avoid projectiles in a way that you couldn't really if you were in the ship, right? And then somebody else was like, eh, but then like you won't really be able to see what's in front of you unless we put the camera way over here and we either didn't think of that or we're not going to do it. And, and it's like, oh, well, we'll also give them a cockpit view, but make sure it's terrible. So make sure both views are <laughs> terrible so neither of them really solves your problem and you find yourself either suffering with one all the time or flitting between them constantly. Because I tried the flitting between them constantly and I ended up just suffering with the third-person view. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, the camera is a little, definitely a little janky. I, I, will, I, will, certainly, I, I will certainly agree with that. It's, um, there, there's definitely a number of times when I would get frustrated with not knowing especially in the um the 3d level like well not three, they're all 3d um the the levels where you're not just moving linearly forward oh where like the ones off where rails and you can like free fly yeah, yeah. Which, yeah those like are my that favorite. where i was i i no, i mean that's the thing is i liked the levels like i like playing them but i would get frustrated with the camera because like i i would say like okay you know I, I need to, I, I would like literally sometimes zoom as far away as I could. So that way I could like double back mm. and then see everything as opposed to being like, okay, well this is over there. So yeah, no, that would get, that would get frustrating. But um, 
you have anything else for visuals? No, I, I mostly liked them. Um, I just felt like the camera is so um, necessary because you need to point your guns. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it, it sometimes took me out of the experience and made me think about what was happening in a really analytical way. And like, like, okay, how does this line line up with that? Will I hit this thing if I pull the trigger? Um, whereas like, I wanted to just kind of enjoy like, oh, I'm in space, like flying a spaceship. So the, the camera detracted from what I felt like were otherwise pretty, pretty pleasant visuals. Pretty good. Hmm. Um, so, so sound. So I actually have a note for music. I'm very Whoa. proud of myself. I know. Right. Um, no, which is that, uh, um, you know, the, the music on all the levels is fine, but specifically when you're gearing up to go into a level and then when you're finishing, uh, all of the music has a lot of like snare drum and trumpet, which is gives it a very militaristic feel, which I felt was very appropriate, um, even though you're a mercenary. Yeah, you know? I feel like a lot of media gets that weird where they're like, they they do all the trappings of military for mercenaries and it mm-hmm. it it doesn't always make total sense in my mind like i'm i'm with you that it's like you know oh cuz we're an elite core of people who do this for money <laughs> <laughs> people who aren't directly affiliated with the government yeah so yeah but i mean it does it does kind of give it that kind of you know regimented for for queen and country kind of you know feel that you're doing it to you know save your country which is yeah because honestly the 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 mercenary with a heart of gold it's just kind of like so so did star fox get paid at the end of all of that or did he do it i don't know oh no no, anyways that's not the point okay i have this i actually yes he does get paid and i know that yeah yes because uh this is actually a visual that i thought was like i just like it tickled the crap out of me for some reason so uh, when I finally did make it to the end, which I assume you, you probably saw this as a kid, and if you didn't beat it this time, it's just not on top of your mind. But like uh, after, you know, credits and everything, um, the way they show you your score, like your cumulative score for the entire game is it's on an invoice. Nice. And I, nice. I was just like, I freaking love that because it's like <laughs> the the score thing feels kind of old fashioned by the the 3D era, and it's like, oh, are we still keeping score in video games? Like, is that does, it doesn't impact anything? Is this still a thing we care about? So like, it's kind of an outmoded idea by this point in history. But then to have it communicated as like the amount because it tells you your score, like you blew up this many things and you shot this many dudes, and right, and so it's like oh, we are literally billing them. Like your total score is billing them for each enemy you killed. I was like, this, this is, this is kind of great. I kind of super love this. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, uh, I, cause I, I did beat it, but like I, you know, once I beat it, I was short on time. So I was like, yay, I did it. I did the thing. <laughs> right. Okay. I gotta go. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kind of watch the, the closing credits. Um, but, uh, okay. So, okay. So <laughs> the, the the verbal ticks that your teammates have it is on par with octonauts bad like Ooh. and yeah yeah like that i i have very strong feelings about the show octonauts um mostly mostly that um and uh, yeah so this is completely tangential but uh um do, do you watch octonauts at all is that in I, I, your... I do not that is so, stayed out of my uh my household 
Yeah, no. So basically, long story short, is it's you know like it's it's a it's they're underwater and it's kind of like a, a faux military, very similar to this, right? But there's a polar bear who's like the the captain, and 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 there's a, a cat that used to be a pirate that um, says me hearties after almost everything he says, <laughs> and I'm like, this is bordering on verbal tick territory. That and the fact that like every single thing that he has to add to the conversation is mind-blowingly stupid, <laughs> insubordinate, or crazy, you know? And so I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at the captain for continuing to allow this kind of chicanery to happen on his ship. That's not the point. The point is if... If Pepe told me to make a barrel roll one more time, I was going to barrel roll myself into his ship, <laughs> like, like, like killing both of us. But like, I wanted to do it so I rolled into his ship and like could reach like so like both of our cockpits were like head to head and then reach out and strangle him to death as we both go down like two eagles making love into the earth. You know, just just so that way I knew that I personally murdered him. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know how you felt about it though. Maybe did you like that? No, I, I'm you... not only my 100% with you, but uh, <laughs> the way I summed it up in my notes, how I felt about him is shut up, Navi, because, <laughs> because they they did not evenly distribute the whiny game universe needs to tell the player what to do ness out right. They consolidated it all in Pepe because Pepe is the grizzled veteran who would surely think he knows best, right? What would be uh, nice is if they recorded like three extra lines of dialogue and had a Falco version and a Slippy version because the the Pepe version is like, you know, um, I'm trying to tell you to make sure you kids know how to fly them starships, right? Press Z twice to do a barrel roll, right? Like that... That would be on brand for him. And then they could have like the Falco version, which is like, you know, oh, did you forget that it's Z twice to do a barrel roll? Right. And then they could have the slippy. Dumbass. They could have the slippy version where he's like, you know, oh, I almost forgot it's Z twice to do a barrel roll. Ha ha. Cause I'm like the noob. Right. And, and then if you weren't barrel rolling as much as the game engine thought you should be barrel rolling, then they could like mix up which one of those you get and it would make it a lot less obnoxious. Instead, it is an entire game of, Hey, listen, Hey, Hey, listen. And and, and I, I know like this is a, this is a design struggle to give a player the information they need in a way that doesn't totally shatter the fantasy of the game world, but not, not just let them bang their head against the wall over and over because they have forgotten that you press Z twice to do a barrel roll. But, but you need to communicate that information in a way that also doesn't make them want to wish they didn't know it, like out of spite. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to just crash right into this alien instead of using my little, uh, my little like U-flip maneuver because if you tell me how to do it one more time, I'm going to U-flip right into the ground. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, and, uh, and honestly, uh, I, 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 even back when I was really good at the game, I never barrel rolled, man. I, I didn't need any of that stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't need that. But um, but yeah, I think that uh, because they do have the characters do some verbal cues that I think are very important. For example, um, like on Corneria, the first level, right? So, and again, we'll get more into this in mechanics. But in order to go to the hard stage, all of the little um, uh, oh, arches arches you have to fly through all of them mm-hmm. right 
if you fly through all of them, then Falco's like, follow me, Fox. And he like takes you off to fight the different boss, which then takes you to, you know, the hard level. Right. Um, so, but what happens is after you fly through two, Falco says pretty smooth flying Fox, you know, to like encourage yeah. you to continue like the game's recognizing like, Hey, good job. Keep it up. You know, like stuff like that. And, and, and so there's definitely items like that to let you know, like, Hey, this is where there's like a thing for you to do, you know, and that's super important. But then when you muddy the water and dilute that out with them, just like not shutting the hell up about, you know, like the, 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 and specifically the barrel roll, man. Like, it is. The barrel yeah. roll is, I mean, that's why it's a meme because yeah. he says it sometimes seemingly for no reason. Like if there's people yeah. shooting at me, cause when you barrel roll, it'll like reflect if you time it right. It's like a, um, it's like a perfect block in like a combat, uh, you know, hand to hand mm-hmm. combat game. And, uh, that's impossible to do by the way, because the camera sucks. Um, but the, the amount of times he's told me to do a barrel roll when I was like, we're alone. Like we're flying yeah. alone in the middle of a desert. Like the boss hasn't come up yet and there's no regular enemies anymore. Like, why are you giving me this advice right now? Be- because, because he's just bored and he's like, <laughs> I'm bored. Hey Fox, do a barrel roll. I like it when you do barrel rolls. Oh Fox. God. He's, he has a serious traumatic brain injury from the accident <laughs> or the, from the battle that killed, uh, james mcleod like he he has like a horrible brain injury like a a big brain bruise or something and and like as far as he's concerned this is the first time he's given you that advice Ooh, i like that (laughs) i also like i also like the idea that um that that the reason why james died was because he didn't barrel roll oh god and this just haunts him Yes, that's why it's so important to him. Oh my that, god! That, <laughs> that that Fox knows to do a barrel roll, and anytime like like a single laser comes at him, he like has this horrible panic attack. His blood runs cold. He has a breaks out into a sweat, thinking like, "No, Fox, do a barrel roll." If only your father had. Okay. Uh, other other <laughs> things with the sound that I liked. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I did. <laughs> um i i did like the i did think that they did a good job with some of the sound effects um doing some of the the heavy load and the uh, the cognitive load heavy lifting of um conveying information uh specifically that things make different sounds when you damage them versus when you destroy them Mm -hmm. um and like other little things for example when you collect gold rings they make a different noise when you have collected all three and you now get more life. Things like that, you know? So that way you don't have to like sit there and be like, wait, you don't have to like look up at the screen like when you get the third gold ring here. You're like, ah, yes, okay, I now have the more the more's life. Yeah. And and once you because you might have to look the first couple times, but then once you know it, you're like, oh, that's what that sound means forever. They don't reuse it lazily anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I thought I thought all of that was pretty important. Um, I will say because you mentioned the music, like that militaristic feel, and I, I agree with you. It has like a lot of the songs have kind of a like the way I thought of it is like sci-fi western, right? Like that kind mm-hmm. of like gunslingers in space, right? Which kind of is like they're mercenaries, so they're they're outlaw space military. It's, I don't know the genre. Of this game's not really clear to me. Um, there's a i i noticed that a lot of the music i was like i i like these this as background music like it it feels good but 
the mix felt a little off where they were prioritizing the sounds of combat a little too much to where I couldn't really internalize the music. So when, mm. when it was happening, like when the game was happening, I was like, Oh yeah, this is good background music. Like feels appropriate. And like it varies level to level, which is always nice. You know, I hate when it's like every single level just has the exact same kind of music to it. Um, but then as soon as I would put the controller down, I was like, I can't, I can't remember any of those. Like they're all yep. lost on me, but I can imagine that music in super smash brothers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know, yeah. th- I know it's a good piece of music and that it was like iconic in a way and that it was worth reusing, but like in the actual game of star Fox 64, I just felt like it's ducked so far under the gameplay audio and the, the or the sounds of combat. And then the sounds of through barrel that like, I was like, I'm just not internalizing any of this music. It's, it's washing over me in the moment. And then it's just like your experience of this game as a child gone forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and, and, do you have anything else yes, for um... dude, voice acting? Like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, this must be at least addressed. We don't have to drag it out forever, but I know voice acting was new to video games, but speech was not new to humans. We've had acting for thousands of years. Like could they, were video games considered such a trivial and flighty and unknown uh, like the future for video games was unknown that no talented voice actor would sully themselves by doing a character voice in a video game, a childish video game. I mean, remember that Looney Tunes have been around since what, like the thirties or forties. I mean, there's propaganda Looney Tunes cartoons about Hitler and Mussolini. So they've been around for a while. And Mel Blanc was a fantastic actor. He didn't just do a lot mm-hmm. of voices. He actually like, expressed emotion and like you could tell how the characters were feeling so cartoons are for children and we were okay putting good voice actors in those things why in early video games with voice acting is the voice acting so bad it's so bad like (laughs) when slippy so i don't know if this happens on the hard route but on the easy route when slippy like crashes on the planet and you gotta go save them ah well and and so like uh the dog your boss who's a dog who i think is a general who has hired mercenaries which is always weird to me it's, it's very pejorative man yeah okay so the that bitch <laughs> um, god you looked so defeated man <laughs> like you were just like i am so tired just like 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 just by me being like that's that that's that's pretty pejorative you were like like just in that one moment you realized like 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 how meaningless the world really is and it just like and then you, you, you bounce right back, but holy, yeah. how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'll be okay. Um, so your, your, your boss, the dog, uh, that bitch, um, the dog says, uh, hey, you can't go down there. It's like, that's a dangerous place to go. And Fox says, I can't leave Slippy hanging. And it's, it's like that. Your, your friend might die or be dead. Yeah. You are out of contact with them. So it's, it's not... It's not like, hey, I'd rather, it's not like if your spouse is like, hey, I'd rather if you don't go to the bar with your buddy tonight, it's like your buddy's already at the bar. You're like, "Ah, I can't leave my buddy hanging. Like it's, it's so, oh God, every line of dialogue is just absolute freaking rubbish. They're all bad. I I cannot remember a single well-delivered line. And because I really struggled with the, the mission, one of the base levels where Wolf and his people come in, the amount of times I had to hear, um, 
like what is it ba- bow down to almighty andros but the mm-hmm. the guy has like this nasally whiny like a he'd be a poindexter on some you know with like the pocket protector and the hair parted weirdly in the middle be like bow down before mighty andros i was like okay uh team i have now forgotten what the mission is <laughs> because all i can think is kill that guy because if he yeah, comes kill, over my radio him. one more time I'm going to do one of those U-turns directly into the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. The the voice acting is, and and this is something I didn't really pick up on because it just, I agree with you. It's it's, it's atrocious, (laughs) but I play this game so much. It just is like, I can't imagine some of these lines being delivered any other way because I've heard them so many times and so awfully, but you are absolutely correct. And the one that, and the reason why I know that you're right is because right when you said it, I was like, that's why some of these lines stick out is because they're almost uncanny with their poor delivery, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like, now, like nowadays you would say, oh, that's obviously an AI delivering that line. That's not real human speech. But at this time in history, it's like, no, you just found either a terrible voice actor or, you know, I mean, it could be terrible direction. Like maybe it's a perfectly competent actor. And the director was like, no, no, do it, do it again. But way worse. Can you, no, 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 no. That was like 20% worse. I need like 90% worse. I need it to sound like this is your first day speaking a human language. Can you, can, can you bring it to that level? Yes, that was perfect. That was terrible. You are hired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when the the one the one line that i just remember is um on the and i don't know if this is done on the easy level you know because i didn't bother <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh uh on the hard one so i believe on the easy one when you fight andros you just you you, you blow you blow him up and then you you take off you don't fight andros's brain correct um you you fight the terrifying head and then the yeah. head blows up and you fight what I would describe is like a skull. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, in the, in the hard one, you fight his, like a brain, you know, mm-hmm. like a brain with two eyes, you know? Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, but uh, when you destroy that, he goes, and I think that this line is actually delivered in both is if I go down, I'm taking you with me. And it's like, <laughs> and it's just so stilted that yeah. I, I literally heard, I think about that line. <laughs> once a year every year since i've played this game and i don't know but it's like it's just because it's so stilted yeah you know but uh but yeah so anyway anything else for sound no just this is the i mean the voice acting is to the audio as the camera is to the visuals like the audio overall is like pretty solid and then the voice acting is just catastrophically bad and the the way that it's deployed like I'll give them a little bit of a pass. I'm like, yeah, we couldn't record 25 variations of every single thing so that you didn't get annoyed with do a barrel roll over and over. Um, like I, I can give them a little bit of a pass on that just for storage reasons. But if I have to hear this single performance of do a barrel roll over and over, can you make it a little, a little better? Like a tiny, tiny little bit better. Maybe. And, and actually I think to, to the voice acting thing, I think that, um, that I think you're right because honestly, I don't think that there was, as you said, like much voice acting or anything like that in in previous game generations. And so they probably, when they were budgeting for the process, they just did not budget a lot for voice acting. That, you know, that's so they, probably the case. 
you know, because they were like, yeah, what do we need? All right, we need like this much money to build this and this much money to build this. And it's like, we need voice actors. And it's like, ah, just, just Jim, you got a, you got a kid, right? Just bring your kid in here. Jim record Slippy's lines. Just, just say, say this kid. But um, I mean, it, yeah. it's anyway. it, in a way we've panned some early 3D graphics. It really feels like, hey, there's voice acting. And it's like, yes, and that will be novel for a minute. And then we will be used to it and we will start judging it based on its quality, not just the fact that it exists at all. Right. Um, but uh, mechanics? Yes. Uh, that's another thing that is in this game. Um, thoughtless mechanics. <laughs> Just, uh, I I, I want to mention this up front, not because it's one of my biggest bugbears, but just because I can tie it right back to audio, which makes it a smooth transition. Um, <laughs> the amount they told me to do certain things like barrel rolls is hilarious. Uh, do you have any idea how long I was playing this game before I figured out the difference between the gold and silver rings and what collecting them did? Why didn't anyone tell me that? Like... <laughs> you got all these idiots jabbering in my ear nonstop. I obviously don't have the ability to turn my radio off because I would have like, <laughs> why didn't someone say like Fox crash into those gold rings and somehow it'll make you die harder. Like that would have been really useful information to me or like the silver rings will restore a little bit of your, I guess ship's armor. Cause it's not really health, right? Like mm-hmm. the, why did no one just say that? Like just once in the first <laughs> level, someone could have said that. And then I had a moment where I was in the middle of like a dog fight and there was the sparkly whooshy noise. Cause I just picked up a gold ring and I looked up cause I could see the flashing and I saw my little health bar get longer. And I was like, huh, I would have appreciated knowing that sooner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually didn't struggle with that quite as much because you know like for the gold rings and things like that like i, I kind of felt that you know when, when i got them the the audio cue to me definitely was peppy enough that i thought i'm like this is a good thing it wasn't like the starship in f-zero where it's just <laughs> ominously hovering over me and i'm like what is, what is going yeah what is happening but but it's like, it, you know. it has a, a a bright sparkly noise but it, in no way was clear to me like collect three to have a longer health bar um, so one of the things, so yeah, so I mean, I, I didn't struggle with that quite as much. I could see that being an issue, but, um, that was not my particular thing that the thing that, and I don't, I honestly don't know how I feel about this. Um, this is, this is a first, <laughs> like, I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know I'm, what I'm to rudderless. think anymore. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan, as we've discussed of user defined difficulty, mm-hmm. right? Like basically where, you know, you, you, can change your difficulty by playing the game. Um, so I do like the idea of, you know, there being little mini challenges in each map that determine whether or not you are going to play it on hard mode or whether or not you're going to play it on easy mode, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, for example, on Corneria, if you are, you know, deft enough to fly through all of the little arches, well, then you're probably skilled enough to play it on a harder difficulty. And then if you do whatever you need to do in that stage to get, you know, continue playing on a harder difficulty. So the stages get harder and harder. That being said, though, I don't think that the, there is enough information for you to be able to garner or understand how to do that stage select, unless you have the stage knowledge, internet or Nintendo power, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, having just played through the game, I can tell you that nothing, 
nothing indicated to me that my behavior might impact the level I went to next, except for two things. And these were not, this was only enough information for like a argue with your friends at the lunch table discussion, not to actually like (laughs) unravel the puzzle. Uh, When you look at the map, it's clear that there are places you don't seem to be going to, right? So like the in-between levels, you have like the galaxy map, I guess. And it's like, okay, we're here and then we're going to go here and then we're going to go here. And after you've done that a couple times, you're like, why am I not going up to any of those ones on the other side of the map, right? And you think maybe like, oh, well, maybe we're going to go all the way out and then come all the way back. And then like, if you beat the game, you <laughs> don't do that, right? So it's like, oh, why didn't I go to any, are those, is it just, why are those there, right? So like, there is enough to make you curious, but there's not right. any information to help you work it out, except uh, the one place that it, it did jump out into my face is mission number three three i think and this is what i have in my notes uh is one of the the ones where you're like free flying and you have to like save the base Mm -hmm. so so as long as you run out the clock that mission ends whether you save the base or not right and so when that mission ended and i did not save the base and then i continued on to the next level i had that moment where i was like I bet if I had saved the base, something different would have happened, right? Like maybe I'd go to a different level. Maybe I'd hear different dialogue, but like the game behaved in a way that was unexpected where I lost and then things continued on, but it wasn't like in a JRPG where you beat the boss and then you lose in the cutscene, right? Like it felt like, Oh, this, this, this outcome actually impacted the story in the universe. And so the 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 fact that there's levels on the map you don't seem to ever go to and there's a level that how you finish it you still continue on in the story was enough information to make me as a player be able to say oh I bet there's stuff here that I'm not I'm not seeing everything but then there is no way to make the next leap to oh if I fly under all the arches like yeah exactly <laughs> and that's the thing is that I I think that they create enough space negative space for you to like know that there is a mountain to climb, but not know how to climb it, you know, um, especially for, you know, some of them where it's like fly under all of these arches. It's like, that's, that's a little bit, a little obtuse. So I like the idea of that. I just don't think that it was necessarily, and there are some areas, like you said, like where they execute it. Well, there are other areas where I feel that they executed it poorly in this game. So, um, so tell me, cause you, Mr. Hard mode. So like, what are some yeah. of the other things they make you do? Um, uh, uh, first of all, th- thank you for using my formal title, um, plebeian. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's so, I mean, that's really close to being like a, a bad porn name, right? <laughs> Mr. Hard Mode. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it, it would absolutely be one if you had a, uh, a, a very like distinct first name, like rock hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please, my my father is Mister Hard Mode. You can call me Rock Hard. Me. <laughs> uh, well, there goes that PG thirteen rating we strive for. Yes, there it is. <laughs> the curtain falls. Um. Uh. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. I know the the flying under, under all the arches is one. If I remember correctly, uh, on the next level that you go to, there's an area that you go through where you have to like a whole bunch of enemies come at you and you have to destroy all of them. If, if mm. like 
like if one of them gets past you, then Falco says, you were supposed to get them all, Fox. And you go, eat me. But then you also do go <laughs> to the easier level. You were supposed to get them all, Fox. And then you say, do a barrel. Exactly. So, um, so definitely, uh, you know, just, just stuff like that. Um, so it's not a, and like I said, like I did, I did definitely have difficulty remembering. I'm like, do you have to do this? Or did I just think I had to do this in order to be the best that ever was. Well, and, um, and I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that if Falco is being on brand and constantly like niggling at you and being like, Oh, you, you screwed this up. Or if you do something, it, the levels like the arches are designed in such a way that like you might think to fly through them. Right. And then you get like that positive feedback. Or if you get negative feedback in the form of him being like, you didn't do this thing. I think on enough repeated playthroughs, I, I probably would have noticed those kinds of cues, but I didn't like I knew that just from talking to you, I knew this was a thing that could happen. And in mm -hmm. looking around the world, I was like, well, I was never presented with like a chance to go left or right. <laughs> and I certainly can't select it on the map. So obviously all of the level select is done through, you know, arches, arch challenges. <laughs> Yes, it's 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 arches and hard determinism all the way down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one of the game mechanics that they did do that I, I really did like was um, that you know you have this this huge health bar, right? Or in in my opinion, it's impossibly huge because I'm good at the game. But what? But but a lot of the times I feel that that when you have a health or armor bar. Um, it, it can be divorced a little bit from gameplay because, you know, it's like, oh, well, as long as I don't take it's kind of like in D&D &D where, you know, if you've got 80 hit points, as long as you take 79 hit points of damage or less, it doesn't matter. You know, like you, you're you're bleeding from every orifice that you have and some new ones you just got. <laughs> and like it doesn't you know, you're, you're still swinging, swinging for the fences. Um, so what the game did that I did like is that if you take enough damage especially on your wings you'll lose a wing and then you lose your lasers mm. you know mm -hmm. like it will knock your lasers back down to the base laser type so it like i was way more careful about my my damage because i didn't want to lose my lasers less so because i was afraid i was actually going to die you know yeah no especially if that's if those kinds of uh like minor drawbacks death being the big drawback if those minor drawbacks are distributed over your total health bar pretty well because mm -hmm. especially in a world where you can get health back right you can get your gold ring in a world where you can get health back <laughs> one man no so, because like <laughs> you can you can play with that a little right like you can say like oh man i, I lost my my lasers i'm back down to the crap laser but now I've built my health back up and I just got another laser pickup, right? So you can, it, it's not a positive feedback loop where it's like, oh, well, I got hurt. So I might as well just restart the level because I'm never going to be back at full health, right? You, you can right. swing back up and, and win one for the team. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a uh, it's a failure spectrum, right? So it, it allows you to be in a failure state that is not death, you know? <laughs> <laughs> failure spectrum sounds like a uh, like one of those like nerdcore bands that like does everything with nice. like super precise synthesizers and things where it's all like computer and like mathematical music like i i would listen to a band called failure spectrum absolutely no that'd be a great great band name i i, I was just like 
I was just picturing more so like going up to an employee and being like, okay, so you are now on the failure spectrum, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we have to talk about this. You want to see me, Mr. Wit? Yeah. And you like pull out this big, like colorful chart, like what they show to people in, <laughs> in hospitals who may not be able to communicate or may not speak the language of that country with like the faces in varying yes. levels of pain. <laughs> like, like th- this is the failure spectrum. Where would you say you are on the failure <laughs> spectrum? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, right, this video game. Um, one, one of the other things that um, I thought was kind of like a neat, clever thing is that, like, if you're, again, uh, the, uh, the, uh, if you're on the failure spectrum, uh, where you can, your teammates need your help, and if you screw that up enough, they are out of commission for the next level. Yeah, you know? which I, I was a little shocked by. I was like, oh, this <laughs> this actually matters like I can't let them die just so that I don't have to get hurt. Like there are repercussions to them. for your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause honestly there were a couple of times I'm like, man, if Peppy needs, need, needs a little bit of time off, you know, to, <laughs> to lick those wounds and not tell me to not have his PTSD flashbacks and telling me to do barrel rolls. Maybe, maybe, maybe everybody wins, <laughs> but, um, but one of the interesting things, though, is that uh, not only does that mean that, uh, and if I remember correctly, if it's the character, like, like you, you may not get that feedback, like we were saying, where how Falco will say, you know, you, you didn't do thing X. So you may not get that information because Falco's out of commission. Right. But also, um, and, and I did not see that personally on this playthrough, but I'm confident that I'm remembering this correctly. If Slippy's out, you don't get to see the boss's shields. I think I, I'm going to say that that's true or, or there's something like maybe you don't see their health bar because that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't see their health. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, when Slippy crashes on the planet, you cannot see the boss's health until you free Slippy from the big tentacle hands. And then they are like scanning. And then that's when the health bar shows up, which I might add shows up as full, no matter how much you've been shooting that thing in the face and or crotch, I know, right? which is like, so are you scanning them or did you heal? Like, are you Goku in the cell games? And you were like, Oh, <laughs> oh Fox, you're here. Let me just give this giant tentacle monster a sensu bean. And then you can have your great fight. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, or maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say, or like maybe you know, you 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 don't really know where to hit them, but you are hitting them in the right place. But yeah, I think, anyways, I think that that's kind of interesting. How it's just kind of like, oh yeah, if Slippy's out of commission. Slippy is the is your analyst. He is the guy who analyzes their their shields. You know, so uh, so yeah, if he's not there, you don't get to do that. You know, and uh, and I think that's kind of again like a a nice touch, and and it's it's a. Because when you're when you're building a failure spectrum, you wanna you wanna have it so that way the failure state is not, as you said, so bad that you wanna go back and reset the game, you know, or retry the level, right? So like if all of a sudden Falco's out of commission for a level, you're like, oh man, I, I didn't I didn't do as well as I could have. Not like it's not permadeath where it's like, oh, Falco's gone forever now. So <laughs> you know We are I now a team that- of three, y'all. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a with a dbc bridge where it's just kind of like you know where is 17 he's gone buddy that's sad i am sad yeah, me too um but yeah it's it, it but that's the thing is if it, if it was permadeath then 
you would be way more likely to retry the level, which pulls you out of the narrative and out of the story because all of a sudden you're like, oh, right, it's a game. I can just press reset, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so I think that I, I did like the fact that they kind of added that smaller failure state in. Yeah, and and this is, I, I feel like one of the things we uh, haven't yet focused on in the 3d game era and depending on what order you listen to these episodes in maybe we have and you're going backwards in time and quality maybe um 3d games had more storage in general not just for graphics and audio but also for things like game engines right and so they could have some of these ideas that I know we picked on 2D games for not always doing. And not only did they now have the processing power to implement some of those kinds of things where they might say like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like, you don't even know what to do for the hard level if Falco's out because he's not there to tell you. Wouldn't it be cool if like you can't see the shields on the boss if Slippy's out because Slippy's the analyst and Slippy's not there to do the work. Like, that'd be cool. Oh, and we can actually implement that. So not only did they now have the technological power, but they now had two generations of very popular video game consoles to start to hone in that craft of game design. So I I think this, like the N64 PS1 era is the greatest time in video game history for me as a player to say, did they not do this because they couldn't or did they not think of it? Because right. it's right in that Goldilocks zone of like, well, game design was still a pretty new concept, but the hardware was getting pretty sophisticated compared to a friggin' Atari. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's hard to know. Like, do I blame the the evolution of the the medium, or do I blame the evolution of the technology that the the medium you know exists on? And it's this is a weird era to have a strong feeling about that in the Nintendo Super Nintendo Genesis era. I often felt like they just didn't know any better. And like, right. now I'm not no, always like, as sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, one other thing that, the, um, uh, one, I have one other note and then like a kind of a, a brief thing for, for mechanics, which is, uh, um, one of the things that they did that I really enjoyed was the fact that, so basically all it is, is you are a, an object in space that can fire lasers, right. And pretty much move three dimensionally. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah. But um, you are predominant, though you are predominantly in your R wing. There are levels where you get to be in a submarine, and levels where you get to be in a tank. When you and the tank has like the goofiest name. It's like the Earth Pounder. There's there's your porn name right there. <laughs> right. It's it's something terrible though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, but I thought that that was an interesting choice because basically with the tank, the only, the only difference is that you can't move on the vertical axis, you know, and you can actually, because you can, yeah, you can use hover. your booster. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it just, it just changed that a little bit, but like as far as, you know, game resources and things that they needed in order to make the game, uh, not, not that intensive, but it feels different. You know, it's like, so if you had like 15 levels where you're flying around in a spaceship, you're like, all right, this is this is cool. Um, but instead, it's like, yeah, but there's like five of those levels where you're in a tank or a sub or something else. And and it makes it it gives it such a different feel, even though like all they did was just like change some animations and just give you one additional like rendered ship model. And that's it. Like everything else about the game is the same, but it makes it feel very different. And I thought that was pretty clever. 
Yeah. And uh, if you want to uh, have one last opportunity to lord over me that I did not play any of the hard difficulty levels, I did Mm -hmm. not know there was a submarine. Uh, uh, I appreciate you trying to. I appreciate you tacitly trying to say that by making fun of you for this, which I will, that it will be the last time, which it won't. <laughs> Long <laughs> like, after oh, the you want one more chance, like, <laughs> one more chance. I'm going to take this one and the five more I'm going to make. <laughs> but yes, no, there, there, there is a, there's a submarine level. Neat. Um, so let's talk at least briefly about uh, the way you point your guns is tied inexplicably to where you are pointing your ship stop pointing your guns um <laughs> is, is tied inexplicably to he was flexing at me for you audio people um <laughs> <laughs> the people who exclusively listen like it's like for those of you who only no, listen no, to no, this sh- podcast sh- sh- now th- oh right now sorry. there's a bunch of people who think there's a way to watch the video version and now they're going to talk if, about their uncle who works at nostalgia goggles <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, if if you if you if you're a hundred dollar a month or more Patreon <laughs> subscriber, then then you get the video version. Actually, to be fair, if somebody did that, I'd probably be like, yeah, well, we'll record this. That's fine. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, um, that's not a Patreon level right now, but it absolutely will be if anyone is interested in that. Yeah. So if you're interested, go outside of your house. Yeah, you know what to do. Um, <laughs> so the the super futuristic spaceships piloted by half cyborgs. Um, don't have the ability to aim their guns. You can only fire straight in front of you. Like you are the freaking Snoopy red Baron, right? Like yeah. the, the, the yeah. gun is fixed to the wings and it fires straight ahead. Right. Um, that is not actually that much of a deal breaker for me. Cause like we've played, um, you know, bullet hell games where there's just crap flying everywhere. And in all of those games, or at least in all the early ones that we've played, uh, you could only fire straight in front of you. Sometimes you would get guns that moved in a different way, but you couldn't point the gun, right? The projectile might move in a weird way and be like a heat seeking missile, but you always just fire straight. Um, it, it matters in this game because, most of the levels, I'd say like two thirds, three quarters of the levels, you are on rails and the camera is moving like those annoying levels in Mario where the camera just moves on its own and you can move around inside of that. But once you've gone past like a certain point, it's not like you can turn around and go back. Right. Right. So because of this and because of the way the rails system works, if you like fly up to the side of the screen and then allow the plane to level out the ship to le- to level out, like it, now you can kind of shoot over there, but you can't really see what's over there because now you're in the way. And so if you want to shoot at something that's in the middle of the screen, you have to like f- either be right in front of it, in which case you can't see them shooting you back or you have to like fly up to a corner and then point yourself back at them but at a shallow enough angle that you won't drift too quickly back into the middle of the screen because that's now the way the ship is facing and you're still on rails and being pulled forward. It's, it's, it's awkward and clunky and in a way that I don't, I'm I'm struggling with this and finding this so frustrating because I feel so strongly that this is wrong and I have no clear answer on how I would do it differently. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just know I don't like it, right? Yeah, and I think that that's that's that is sometimes the thing that uh, somebody once told me this, and 
I, I ascribe to, which is that you don't have a problem until you have a solution, you know? Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a very, like, Zen Cohen. Yeah, which is which is fine, but they, that, that doesn't mean that it's like, I, I mean, I may not be able to call it a problem, I can call it something I don't like, and I've definitely <laughs> run into that, too, where I'm just kind of like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say, like, like, it's like, I don't know how to do this any better, I am still not happy with the current affair of, like, the current state of things, and, uh, and and that is legit. I suppose um, in a world of dual thumbsticks, you could have one yes. to fly the ship and one to aim the guns, but you don't have that. So, no, do, 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 having the second analog stick was like the the Prometheus bringing fire. You know, like it's it was just so entirely necessary that now when when we don't have it, I'm just kind of like how. How did we function? No, th- this is definitely um, something the N64 got catastrophically wrong, was believing mm-hmm. that either believing that people wouldn't be able to do two thumbsticks or choosing not to add that layer of complexity because history has borne out that that was the wrong choice. So, yes, they are on the wrong side of history. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's just and every N64 game we've touched and presumably everyone we will touch like this is going to be a thing that haunts those games and, and harshes their veneer over time, where it's just like, oh man, this would be great with a second thumbstick. It's like, a, what's, <laughs> what's the meme from Fairly Odd Parents? Like, this is where I'd put my second thumbstick if I had one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, the, <laughs> um, the only Fairly Odd Parents meme I, I always love is the, the one where it's the, um, uh, Oh yes, thirteen years ago when all of my dreams died. Wasn't I born thirteen years ago? That that's from Fairly Odd Parents. I think so. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Anyway, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes or something. Oh but, um, no, I know uh, another Fairly Odd Parents meme. You know that maybe you just didn't know this was the source for it. Oh, I think I know which one you're going to say. Go for it. Yeah, that's for squares like pants. Yes. Yeah, that, yes, that's, I, that's Timmy's dad. Yeah, I quote that semi regularly, and like, and, and the thing is, I, I never watch Fairly Odd Parents, but you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, that's for squares, like pants, and people are like, what? And 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 you just really just have to shoulder into it and be like, yeah, I wouldn't be wearing pants right now if I didn't if it, if it was socially acceptable. Yeah. I wouldn't be wearing but, pants right now if I wasn't such a square. Are you? Are you cool? Are we cool? Actually, uh, this is this is definitely a funny side story. But I was talking to, um, I like that. Uh, you've, or definitely you've, a side you've been story. Politely preempting your tangents today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but basically, um, Megan and I were. So it's, this is just talking about like you know, uh, square, right? So um, so Megan and I were um, like sitting around talking, and Megan, we were just talking about like drugs, you know. And I was like, oh, you <laughs> like know, like you do, like you do. Um, and you know, I was just like you know talking about college and all this sort of stuff, and Megan just said like. Yeah, nobody's ever really offered me drugs. And I like and then I started to say the thing that I like my brain said like this is the reason why. And like <laughs> I started saying it and literally my brain kept pumping the brakes at every word, but the other part of my brain just kept like just barreling through just like nah 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 man you've got to say this thought so like literally what came out was she's like yeah, I've never really done, I, nobody's ever really offered me drugs. I'm like that's because you're a square. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, so with that in mind though, uh, I don't know if you're, are you ready? Are you ready for the final question? Uh, Oh, I, I have this one, uh, last random comment, which this, we don't have to talk about at all. I just need to say it. Um, 
Okay. Playing a a pseudo team based squadron flying shooter thing for like seven levels and then getting mm-hmm. to the final boss and the the main Star Fox person man on Team Fox being like, Hey, um, I'm gonna go it alone and your mentor, who absolutely has been babying you this entire time, your like rival ace pilot who has absolutely been trying to outdo you this entire time, and the like noob who looks up to you and would never want to let you go alone into danger are all just like, okay, bye. Like, like when you say like, I will destroy Andros, like I'm going into this one alone, y'all. And they're all just like, okay, bye. And I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> are we? Well, and, that's, and that's the thing though, is that if you play on hard mode in the end, you do get a little bit of help. Oh yeah. No, on, on easy, it's, it's worse than getting no help because it, jarred me really hard out of the experience i was just like why are you letting me do this well okay one why have i suddenly become suicidal and two why don't any of you care like it is literally you are paid mercenaries it is literally your job to help me do this yep because on hard mode um your father helps you (gasps) but he's been dead for 15 years but seriously he's alive (gasps) Uh, you know, they do that, that whole thing where like, he like helps you get out and he says like a bunch of like whole sage wisdom, including like trust your instincts, which is that thing that Peppy always says. And it's like, Oh, he got it from me. He, he died from my dad. Uh, do, and does then, like, he, you fly does he like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you like Luke use the force like that? No, like, like he's, he's there. Like oh. I, I, I honestly though, I think that, that Fox is having a stress break. <laughs> um, <laughs> because like, you, you you both like fly out and like you barely make it and then fox like looks around and like his dad's gone oh yeah so like, he, oh, it's, he's totally like, obi-wan kenobiing you yeah but the difference is though it's not like you you don't just like hear him like you do see him flying right. and whatnot but i do think that is is it fox, is fox having a psychotic break <laughs> um <laughs> that's why it's hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> so did it hold up on that note <laughs> Yeah, so um, when I was taking my notes, I was actually struggling with how I was going to phrase this when we got to this part of the episode, because uh, there were things about the visuals I really didn't like, but overall they were good. There were things about the audio that I really didn't like, but overall they were good. And there were things about the mechanics, particularly the way the camera and the rail system works, that I really didn't like, but I did eventually learn to deal with it in a way that still allowed the game to be enjoyable. And I kind of was like looking over my notes and like playing a little bit and looking at my notes and thinking about it. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. I don't, I don't think you need nostalgia goggles for this game. I, (laughs) I think I'm actually okay with this. And I'm like, I don't think I'm overly harsh on the games we play, but I, I was like, there were so many little things that I was down on. And when I stepped back and actually looked at the whole experience, I was like, Hey, crap i think this game actually held up just fine and like that's a weird feeling to have to be like it it was good and i enjoyed it why aren't i happy about that (laughs) yeah i think that it the problem is that i think and 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 so i also think that for me like on a scale of one to ten like five being nostalgia monocle right Mm -hmm. like to me it's kind of like like a like a three you know so it's like I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, it totally holds up. Like, go play it tomorrow, you know. Um, but at the same point in time, I would say that like, yeah, it's it's like potato chips, you know. It's that it's not, it is not 
it brings nothing particularly novel or unique or amazing to the table. But it is enjoyable. It's a fun experience. You know, you want to sit down, you play it for half an hour, that's fine. But, like, I wouldn't – this is – because normally I'd say, like, well, who would I recommend it to? And, like, everyone and no one because <laughs> – like if anybody was like hey i, I want to play like a fighter like they, i wouldn't recommend this because it doesn't do anything where i'm like check this game out it does this thing that you should check out like this game just kind of does a little bit of everything and it does it all kind of good you know and it's just kind of like yeah so it's uh it's it's not <laughs> um yeah it's it's kind of like i don't love this game i don't hate this game i nothing this game <laughs> I don't see. I don't think it's that bad though, because it's a, that's the thing. It's like normally I say it's like a horrid thing, you know. But it's like, it's like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Like it just, it's. But he, here's it's here. Let me fine. let me it's the protein shake of video games. Let me let me flip the script on you a little bit here, brother. Um, you, I I think the question, who would I recommend this game to, or would I recommend this game to someone, is a valid question. But the way I feel about this game and this may be the first time I've thought about it from this, uh, this particular angle is if someone asked me, Oh, I want to like play some N64 games, just like see what that generation was about. How Star Fox 64, I'd be like, it's fine. You should probably play it. Right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't go up to someone and be like, Oh, Hey, make sure you play Star Fox 64 or like, Hey, I know you've never picked up an N64 controller before, but for the love of God, make sure you play Star Fox. Like absolutely not under no circumstances would I do that. But I wouldn't dissuade someone if someone was like, oh, I'm looking for, uh, you know, some N64 games. So I want to play the classics. I'm going to play Ocarina of Time. I'm going to play Super Mario 64. I'm going to play Star Fox 64. How Star Fox 64? I'd be like, that's pretty good. Like, It's good. That's fine. So basically, you know, like like Star Fox 64 is the ship flying through space and like everybody, you know, saying like, oh, well, it doesn't do this well. Like all in your mind, like it was like, it doesn't do this well. It doesn't do that well. You know, like it, like your mind fired all that sort of stuff and it deflected them all. And you know why? Just did a barrel roll. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the end of a smile.